Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the final day of the month of January 2023. It's the 31st, and we are in the midst of a bye week, which gives us a really good opportunity to have some very interesting conversations. You know, usually during the season, we're previewing games, reacting to games, reacting to news of injury or good play or bad play, you know, questions and topics as we go along through a season, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the good performances, the bad performances. Uh, But we're not kind of in that grind right now because we have this bye week. Flyers won't return until a week ago from yesterday. So there's some latitude here to have you know, slightly different conversations. And what I want to talk about in this episode, this is, and I want to get a lot of feedback on this because I think this is an important topic. Um, You can always hit me up on Twitter at Jason Mert. You can direct message me there as well. My DMs are open. Uh, Or you all can also send me an email at jason.mertetus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S at gmail.com. And I want to get people's thoughts on this because In the last couple of years, I have introduced a new sport into my lifestyle outside of hockey. It's a sport that has hooked me big time, um, that I got into that I never even thought to get into before, before the way I was exposed to it. And it's a sport that I don't have any scar tissue with because I didn't, wasn't a fan, wasn't living it day to day during any type of lockouts or acrimony or controversy or anything like that. To me, this sport came in with just enjoyment, curiosity, and really the the, the willingness to learn about it because I didn't know a lot about it. So the sport I'm talking about is Formula One. Now, Formula One racing uh, hasn't been huge in the United States like it is in Europe and around the world. You know, NASCAR is very big in the U.S. IndyCar has always been very big in the U.S. There's very rarely an American-born driver on the grid in Formula One. So it doesn't touch home like NASCAR or IndyCar. Now, the way I was exposed to it is the way a lot of people were exposed to it through Netflix with the show Drive to Survive. And that peeled open my eyes a little bit. I said, oh, this is interesting, interesting storytelling. I know there's, you know, probably it's a reality show and there's liberties taken with what is actually happening and what is being portrayed as happening. I'm not a fool to believe that what I see on there is 100% authentic and not taken out of context. But that's what exposed me to the sport. And again, if I was just getting exposed to hockey, I wouldn't have the scar tissue of the NHL missed season, the lockouts, uh, all of those things, the losses for that matter. You get a lot of scar tissue as a fan through disappointment and through, you know, the teams not winning. That's where scar tissue comes in. But with Formula One, I didn't have any of that. Now, what it's done, Drive to Survive on Netflix, has done for Formula One is it's grown it astronomically in the U.S. 28% of U.S. adults identify as fans of Formula One. That's up 21% prior to the pandemic in 2020. Um, Now, Drive to Survive started in 2019. So while people were locked inside, it was a great avenue to expose fans to Formula One. 
So Formula One Strive to Survive and the popular Netflix, Netflix docuseries provided behind-the-scenes access to the race teams, played a major role in the recent growth of the sport from for the American fan base. And now more than half of the Formula One fans, 53%, said that series, Drive to Survive, debuted with 2019, played the role, the key role, and then becoming a fan, including 30% who said it was a major reason nearly three and four fans out of the age of 45, 74%, attributed their fandom, at least in part, to Drive to Survive. So that's a huge number based on a show like that. So why do I talk about this? The reason I'm talking about it is this. Is there, from a content standpoint, is there from a entertainment standpoint, is there from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, content surrounding hockey and the NHL or the Flyers, and most specifically, that could have that effect on you? Or, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you're a fan of the NHL. So we've already got you, right? You're already a hockey fan, you're already a Flyers fan. But is there some kind of content that could make you a bigger fan? Is there some kind of content that you would would never miss because it would be so interesting to you with this sport of hockey and Flyers hockey that you love? Is there is it behind the scenes footage? Is it, you know, to take that kind of Netflix model or 24-7 model, you know, almost like players mic'd up and interviews and storytelling of not just the game, but also of what goes on in the day-to-day life. Would that be something that would grow your fandom? You know, in our world now, it's a little different. Any professional athlete that wants to have a voice has a voice. Some choose not to. Some aren't not outward on social media and don't put a lot out there and are private and are kind of old school in that regard. But to grow sport in today's landscape, the way to do it, in my opinion, to grow fandom is through access. Access, access, access. To let fans see who these people are. Not these players. You guys see players. And you see people, you know, players play. But I'm talking about who they are and finding out more about what their lives are like day to day, hour to hour on game day, what it's like in that room after a win, what it's like in that room after a gut-wrenching loss, what a hard day of practice looks and feels like, what it's like for a team when they have to go through a very difficult a player loses a parent or a brother, like Kevin Hayes lost his brother. Or the, the diagnosis of Oscar Lindblom when he was diagnosed with the Ewing sarcoma. Like, these are all real things. And we kind of look at athletes a lot of times like, ah, eh, they're professional athletes. They make millions of dollars. They don't have the same problems that we have. And that's just not true. Because after all, they are all still human. And does getting to know what the human experience is of the players that we watch, we root for, we invest in in a lot of ways, does that make it fandom grow even more? Because as I look at these numbers, 
You know, 57% of U.S. adults who identified as fans of Formula One said they became fans within the past five years, including 26% who said they became fans in the past year. Among fans between the ages of 18 to 34, key demographic, 42% said they came on board in the past year, 58% said they, uh, under the age of 45, up from 49% in 2020. The growth is through access. That's where it's been for Formula One. What would that do to your Flyers fandom? And then the other part is, what does that look like? Because you've been able to get to know these drivers and everybody on the F1 grid, you know, the real payoff for Formula One is not only in, you know, more cum audience, cumulative audience, it's also been for TV ratings. Because their ratings um, in the U.S. market on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN2 averaged a record high 934,000 viewers, up 39% since 2019. That's where the real kick comes in. Advertising dollars and everything else that goes with it. So when you think about being a hockey fan, an NHL fan, a Flyers fan, does that interest you? I always wonder these things because I'm also in the content business. What, What this is, what I do, is I'm what's called a content creator. So I always, always asking people these kinds of questions because I'm interested in creating content that they want. I'm creating content that becomes habitual, where it becomes part of your day every day. I get so many notes from people, and they're so kind, and they say, I start out my day with you every day on Flyers Daily. I mean, that's like the greatest compliment in the world. You're the first thing I listen to in the morning. I mean, that... Seriously, you got a choice of a billion different things to listen to. And if you wake up and listen to this podcast, I'm eternally grateful. But I'm also always looking at things and going, what do you guys want? What What can I give you that's better than what I am giving you? And I can't answer the question. I'm the creator. But you guys are the ones that consume it. So I asked the question, would that grow your fandom in hockey, in the Flyers, and would that be something that would be a worthwhile endeavor? These are the kind of things I think of, especially during a bye week. Um, It's a little different today. I get it. I understand. But it's something that has kind of been chipping at my brain and I've been wanting to talk about on here, looking for the right time to do it. So please, let me know what you think. Again, you can DM me on Twitter, at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can also shoot me an email, if you're a little bit more old school, to Jason, J-A-S-O-N, dot Mertitis, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And I will be really interested. We'll read some of them over the next couple of days. We're going to talk with Ian LaPerriere this week on the podcast, do a little check-in on Tyson Forster, Elliot Denya, Ronnie Adderd and the Phantoms. And well, we'll get to much more uh, different topics of conversation. It's going to be an interesting week here on Flyers Daily. No games, no problem. You know, people go, whoa, there's no games this week. How the heck are you going to do a, a podcast every day? Well, I did talk radio for a really long time. This is kind of like programming a talk radio show in the middle of summer. doesn't have to be a lot going on to have good, meaningful conversations. And we'll have some of those this week. So, again, I'd love to get everybody's thoughts on my Drive to Survive uh, hockey version parallel 
and much more. So uh, shoot me those notes. Everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. Is there-